The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are. If I haven't already said it, I'm here to wish you a happy and blessed new year. Welcome to Channel Mom. I am Jenny Dean Schmidt, and you know, I just want to start out with something. I was thinking today, I was march- as I was marching through my house, taking care of everything, I thought, you know what? Most of the planet would be dead without mothers. I mean, literally, like the plants would all be dead, all the pets would be dead, all the the fish would be dead, the, the children would be dead. And granted, there are some fabulous dads out there that have to do most of the caretaking in the home, but... But I, <laughs> as I was getting everything for everything, the fish, the dogs, the kids, I thought, you know, I'm the planet would perish without a mother. So please know that's how valuable you are, even when you're cleaning up Cheerios and changing diapers or carting teenagers around or whatever it is you're doing. I think sometimes that stuff can seem so mundane and thankless, and you don't necessarily get thank yous for that. But uh Things are alive because of you. (laughs) And I was washing the dishes and I had to remind myself of the same thing because I was not wanting to wash the dishes. And I thought, you know what? You're keeping things alive and you're keeping people fed and and loving people. And that's a very important job. And it goes unrecognized in many circles. And so I just want to thank you, Mom, in this new year. You do great things to keep our planet going. So I appreciate that. All righty. As my heart goes out to the moms... Uh, We have something today that we are going to do to help take the pressure off by getting rid of super mom. How to get over that super mom. There are some dirty little villains, villains rather, that moms tend to buy into. But you do not have to believe the things that say you should be that super mom. You can be a loving mom without being super mom. So take a deep breath with me today because we've got some helpful tips for you from the author of The Super Mom Myth. But before she offers up her best tips, which really are going to help, I I think if you're just overwhelmed after the holidays and you think, I cannot do it all and I am not the mom I want to be and I lost it over the holidays or whatever it is, if you're a mom out there who's struggling today or wants to be more or maybe your marriage is in trouble or maybe your marriage is over, uh, maybe you're facing a death in the family, I, I don't know what it is. But I do want to be here for you today with our author to say you don't have to be super mom and you can still be a good mom. It's okay. You can still have a great impact on your children for the world. All right. As I said, I want to get to a couple quick things. 
first of all, we, we try to help you in all venues. So we have all kinds of media to help mothers. We've got a website. We've got web TV on our YouTube channel. We have almost half a million views there. So we have all kinds of great videos for you to watch with all, all kinds of tips for moms. Everything from parenting to, to marriage to being a single mother to exercise to, uh, you know, the latest and greatest for your house, whatever it is. We have a ton of mothering and parenting tips and just stuff for the woman in you. It doesn't all have to be about uh, just being the perfect mom. Okay, so go to our website, channelmom.com, and you can see our web TV through there, or we also have a channel on YouTube. And then we also have a podcast. If you can't always listen to the show, just go to channelmom.com or go to Podbean, and you can find our Channel Mom podcast there. Okay, I, I wrote a blog recently. I blog for some other folks to um kind of give advice and encouragement to moms and other sites. And I sometimes blog for uh, 1 Corinthians 13 parenting. And the blog was about five New Year's resolutions, not resolutions, resolutions. Because I said, you know what? We all try to come up with solutions for our life every January. And let's just be honest, they're kind of redos. <laughs> every year I say, I'm going to be on time more often. I'm going to be early more often. And every year I have to redo that. So I have five very, I would say simple resolutions for your life, uh, mostly tied to your parenting. And I hope that you can go look at those. We have it linked at channelmom.com and we also uh, have it on Facebook. So there are many ways for you to find that. Uh, I, I just would love it if you could get involved with us so we could love on you, encourage you, nurture you. If you're down on your knees feeling like nobody cares, nobody loves you, first of all, God does. But second of all, we're here to support you. And we have a ton of outreach partners to help you with a variety of things, including your parenting, but also if maybe you've got somebody in prison in your family we have a prison ministry we've got inner city parenting help we have uh mom mentoring we have a love and respect marriage ministry is one of our partners so go to channelmom.com and check that out and then a couple of other quick things and then i want to get to our guest we do a channel mom coffee uh probably once every quarter and we invite a uh, one of our authors to come into a home and just Give moms tips from her book, love on moms. We have all kinds of refreshments and prizes and giveaways, and it's just a night out for a mom. So check out where our Channel Mom coffees are also on ChannelMom.com, and we also post it on Facebook and sometimes on Twitter. And finally, uh, a feature for mothers that we're, we're kind of proud of called One Amazing Mom. And once a month on Facebook, we take your you know, nominations for one amazing mom in your life that you know in whatever state, she wins a bling t-shirt, she wins a fabulous book, and she gets featured on Facebook. A beautiful paragraph, a couple paragraphs actually, written about her. We honor her, we publicize it. Uh, our very first one amazing mom had something like 10,000 views of the post about her, and we were really able to honor her, and she said she'd never been recognized for anything. So it's so cool to award a mother. Okay. Having said all that, I do want to rem- tell you one quick thing about the end of the show. We have a fabulous tic- ticket giveaway for you, so we'll have that at the end of the show. All right, I almost never lean on the bios at the back of books, but this bio is going to resonate with <laughs> with a lot of mothers because it's so real. Uh, Becky Kapitsky, and she's going to have to tell me if I'm saying that wrong. I forgot to ask her before the show. Is a freelance writer, speaker, singer, dreamer, potty trainer, lunch packer, snowman builder, and sidewalk charcoal 
chalk artist. Yes, I was one of those as well. I was read virtual Picasso on the sidewalk. She lives with her handsome husband and their two young daughters in northeast Wisconsin, which is very cold. Uh, she has a pink indoor trampoline that, let's see. Fills half of the once formal living room. I've been there as well. You can find her at BeckyKapitsky.com. Her brand new book is The Super Mom Myth, Conquering the Dirty Villains of Motherhood. And I've been reading it through, and it's a big help, and I hope it's going to be a big help to you today. Welcome to Channel Mom, Becky. Thanks, Jenny. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. Okay, I've lost track of my time, so at some point I'm going to have to lean on Chris's time cue so I don't have to cut you off. But why don't we just launch in? On the back of the book, you say what the dirty villains of the super mom myth are and and ways in which they they get a mom down and making her feel like she can't be what she's supposed to be. And and you can explain that further, but I'm just going to give moms a couple ideas of some of the things that you say can hurt a mom. Anger is one of them. Exhaustion is one of them. And comparison, comparing yourself to other moms is one of them. You're going to help folks with that today. Tell me, what are you hoping to accomplish with this book in in kind of revealing the dirty villains of motherhood? Revealing the dirty villains of motherhood. I want women, first of all, to recognize them as something that we can conquer. Let's identify those villains. Essentially, the dirty villains are the alter egos within every mom. They are these nasty versions of ourselves that we turn into when we get angry, when we are exhausted, and when we're comparing ourselves. And if we can just recognize that those villains are something we can identify and conquer, that's the first step. And then second, what I really want women to understand is that we can reclaim the joy of motherhood, that joy that we imagined before the babies came and took over our lives and before we realized how hard motherhood is, we can reclaim that joy we assumed we were going to have. If we start conquering some of these villains, seeing them for what they are, and I want moms to laugh at themselves. We've got to laugh at ourselves because we sure lay a lot of guilt on ourselves. We've got to have a chance to laugh at ourselves too and give ourselves the same grace that God gives us every day. Yeah. I mean, you open the book by saying, I was the perfect mother before I had kids. Oh, and, yeah. th- and then you go through this whole thing about what you thought you weren't going to do. You weren't going to give pixie sticks to your kids. Uh, you weren't going to do some of the things that happened in malls. Oh, oh, and my kids wouldn't bonk each other in the forehead with, what is it called, whack-a-mole mallets. Um, yeah. you, you, have, you go through all these things that you were going to be the perfect mom about, and you weren't going to do what other moms do. And then you're like, okay, hold on a second. And then I had real children. And everything yeah. changed. Speak to the mom today before we have to, to go to commercial, uh, and then we'll be back with you in the second segment. Speak to, speak to moms today who do feel like that, who feel like they had this perfect, idyllic, June Cleaver, uh, you know, ideal of what motherhood would look like and, and how maybe they think it's them that's failing and nobody else. Oh, that is, that is the lie I think that we're believing. That First of all, you are not alone. Every single woman is struggling in some area of motherhood, and if she if she's going to try to convince you that she's not, she is just lying because she thinks that you think you got everything together too. So we all just need to start being honest with one another. And the second thing is that God makes no mistakes. So your child is created for a purpose, and that child may be different from what you are anticipating. Maybe some of the personality conflicts are different, but that but there is no mistake that your child is exactly who is supposed to be in your arms. And there is a way to love on our kids and to accept them for who they are without thinking that we are doing 
everything wrong because we're not. We're just being moms. We're getting through our day. And I think that too many women are just pouring on themselves that I'm not doing it right. Why? Where's the joy? It is there. It's there. Sometimes it can be hidden because our kids are real people, and they've got all sorts of nasty junk going on inside of them just like we do. And let's just accept that and move on and love on each other. Yeah. I actually came across a magazine that I've been saving for years that that kind of detailed the things that a super mom um, is. And I'm going to read a couple of those to you when we come back from break. But when we come back, we're going to be back with Becky Kapitsky. Is it Kapitsky, Becky? It is. You're great. Could yeah, you, well, yeah, you got that. You got that Minnesota background. You I know do. I do. I do. And I also <laughs> lived in Wisconsin for a brief time. Okay, we are with Becky Kapitsky. Uh, she also blogs. You can find her at beckykapitsky.com. She has written the Super Mom Myth: Conquering the Dirty Villains of Motherhood. I hope she can help you. We're going to touch on some of these: how anger gets the best of you, how fear gets the best of you, and worry, comparison, busyness, housework, uh, feeling like you're the maid. All of those things. When Becky returns with us right here on Channel Mom. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. We hope that we can be a help and a blessing to you in this new year. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. Hey, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you'd like a savvy real estate tip for winter, listen to Michelle Walters. If you're thinking about buying a home, now is a great time to start. The Fed is probably going to raise interest rates continually over the next few months, so get that mortgage rate locked in now. Awesome advice. Hey, if you want to check out Michelle, go to SuburbanDenverProperties.com. That's SuburbanDenverProperties.com, where she makes it her mission to find you your real dream home. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Welcome back to Channel Mom. I do want to say to please go visit Chip's Restaurant. It's called the Cutthroat Cafe in Bailey, Colorado. I know a bunch of you are going skiing. So you can stop in for a fabulous, warm, 1950s-style breakfast at the Cutthroat Cafe in Bailey, Colorado, right off of 285. It'd be great if you could go see him. It's a wonderful little place. Okay. We are talking about the Supermom Syndrome. I pulled an article that I've been saving for years about how I feel like I'm supposed to be super mom. And this author, and I don't think I can even track down her name, uh, Mallory Shows, says these are the things that a woman thinks that she has to be to be super mom. Keeping a perfectly clean and organized house from color-coded labels or with color-coded labels. Making a three-course meal from scratch every night. Doing endless piles of laundry while humming a cheery tune. Spending an hour each day working on a DIY project, basically through Pinterest. Uh, themed projects for my kids every week. Exercising five days a week. Getting dressed and doing my hair and makeup every morning. That was like a dream when I had toddlers. You couldn't, you could never, I, my husband would come home and find me in my pajamas half the time. Okay, we are speaking with Becky Kapitsky about this super mom problem. She's written a new book called The Super Mom Myth, Conquering the Dirty Villains of Motherhood. 
And really, today, Becky and I both have a heart for, for a mom who just feels like she's not doing what she should be doing. Or she's failing her kids, or she's failing her husband, or she's failing as a single mom. Whatever it is, and she just feels like, I cannot get a hold of this. I have a ton of problems as a mother. Becky tries to unravel these for you, identify them, and then give you some tips about how to deal with them. She has a number of the dirty villains, and then some of them are anger, fear or worry, uh, comparison, busyness, housework, exhaustion, neglecting our husbands and neglecting ourselves. We're going to concentrate on a couple of them. So, Becky, let's touch first. I don't know which one's your favorite, but I do think a lot of women struggle with comparison. And you talk about the should-itis, that I should be like her and I should do what she does and I should be the same size she is and my house should look like hers. I mean, the house thing I really have a problem with. I compare houses all the time and it's just dumb. So tell me, what do moms do about should-itis and comparing to other moms? Well, you know, the trouble is that we think that we are supposed to be what these other women are, and we forget that we were created to be individuals. So my friend is really wired to run marathons. Uh, stroller walks, way more my pace. So I, I don't want to be out there running for whatever it is, 20-some miles. I don't even know. See, that's why I didn't run marathons. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think it's I like 26.2 or 3 or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. I, I see the stickers on the cars, yeah. like 13.1. Or I saw a sticker one day that's a 0. 0.0. That's me. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I get you. <ya. laughs> I think we just fall into that trap of thinking that this woman does this, therefore I should too. And social media, it's great. It, we can use it for good. Social media can be really helpful, especially for moms who are feeling isolated. But on the flip side, it can cause us to think that we are not doing enough. Because I look on Pinterest and I see this other mom's cupcakes. Or I see this, these crafts on Facebook that my friends did with their kids. And immediately I start thinking, oh, I should do that. I should do that. They've done that. So my antidote is just a new mantra. I should not do that. Just say that to yourself a few times huh. fast and then recite it any time you get it in your head. I actually have voices in my head when I'm talking to a friend on the phone and she tells me something that she's doing. Well, I took the kids to the museum. Oh, I should do that. No, stop and say, no, I should not do that yeah. because I'm going to sit here and play board games with my kids. That's my style today. And just accept that you are who you are and you don't need to be a hundred other people. That's like saying God got it wrong. You're not supposed to be who you are. Absolutely you are, and you are the right mom for your kids. Your kids maybe don't need the museum or those fancy cupcakes. Your kids need you to be who you are. Yeah, that's good, and, I, and I'm going to start saying that to myself. I did read that sentence in that chapter. I should not do that because I go to another mom's house, and I'm like, oh, I should do what she does with the blackboard and the fireplace with a new inspiration every day. And I, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have friends who do stuff like that. And, and, it, and I live like in a little tiny mountain cabin, you know, and I just can't do the home beautiful thing. But yet I always feel like I should. I should be, you know, look like everybody else. All right, let's move to busyness because I think just about every mom I know is struggling with this. And, and she feels guilty about her calendar coming ahead of her kids. And, and you talk about the just a minute syndrome where, especially when kids are a little bit younger, they want your attention. But you know what? We can't overlook when teens want it either. Sometimes, you know, on a rare moment, my son will really want my attention because he wants to tell me something he's proud of, and I can't just a minute him. And you talk about being, you know, a calendar queen and how we sometimes allow that to supersede our devotion to our kids. Now, this is not a guilt thing that you're trying to drive into women, but rather how we overcome it. So talk about the busyness thing. Absolutely. And the busyness thing can creep up on us to the point where we recognize one day our children have become a distraction rather than our purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself in, those, in that position, absolutely that's a red flag that, whoa, you know, wait a second, I think it's time to get my priorities in line. And that's not at all a condemnation. That's just saying, hey, I've got to open my eyes 
and see that maybe I need to do something about my schedule here. And so, so much of it is because we feel like we're doing it for the kids. You know, I've got to sign up for karate and swimming lessons and ballet and piano. And before you know it, our schedules are packed with activities that are for the kids, and we think it's for their enrichment when really it's running us all ragged. So I think moms just need to take a closer look at our calendars overall and then understand your child, understand what, are your, what do our kids mean when they say to us, Mom, can you, can you help me with this glue stick? Or, um, you know, Mom, can you talk to me about this homework? Or, Mom, what do you think about this book I'm reading? And it's so easy to say, well, just a minute, I'll get to that in a minute, or hold on a second, we can talk about that in a minute, because we're, we've got our own agendas. But I have this new, this new development where I've started saying to my kids, okay, I'll give you just a minute. Instead of taking away minutes, I'm granting them. So now I realize, and I don't do it perfectly all the time, but it's in my head now, I'm aware of the need to stop what I'm doing every once in a while and Focus on what they need because sometimes it really only is a minute. Mom, look at this picture I just drew. How many seconds is that going to take me? I can pull away from my email. I can pull away from my dishes. And I can look at that picture. I can acknowledge it. I can praise the great work. And then I can go back to what I was doing. And my child has gotten what she needed from me. She just wanted my attention. And I'm not saying moms need to be slaves to their kids. Not at all. Not at all. We have grown-up responsibilities we need to attend to. Can we break away from them more often than we think and give our kids that 30 seconds of attention that they want? Or maybe it's five minutes, or maybe you really have a long list of things to do, but your kids just want you to sit and watch a TV program with them for half an hour. Is it really that impossible to do it? Right. Because ultimately, what is our priority? Is it all the to-dos, or is it growing a family and helping our kids to know that they are valued and if we are always stuck in the to-dos and always putting them off, then we're building a legacy of putting our kids off. Right. And, and, every, and I'm as guilty as anybody. Sure. And every mom out there knows that the time is limited. I mean, I have a, a young teen and an older teen now, and I, I realize how fleeting it is. And so I, I amen for saying that. And it's not a guilt thing. We're not trying to make any mom feel guilty today. We're just saying, here's how you start over. Um, one of mine is, is I push away from the computer because I work out of the home. I push away from the computer as soon as I hear my kids coming up the stairs. And I say, okay, you gotta, you got to just address them. No, I don't do it every time. And my kids are really honest. They'll say, mom, both my kids, both my son and my daughter will say, I just need you to love me. And, and so they're being honest that, 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 that they just need a moment. Really quick tip I have is sometimes if I'm just overwhelmed, freaking out, and putting my calendar ahead of my kids, I'll say, come lie down on the carpet with me. And so Aww. I'll just make myself take a break. And, and you can do that with toddlers or teens. I mean, that can work. Okay, last thing, because we only have a couple minutes left, v- pretty briefly. Can you talk about the worry woman? So many moms are there. And you say if they think they can just control things, they can prevent anything bad from happening to their child. And I'm kind of like that, I, you know, now that I have one dr- driving. I think if I control everything, nothing ever bad is going to happen to them. And you say, no, 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 no. Here's some tips for stopping the existence of worry woman, which is only going to hurt your kids in the end anyway. Talk about those, please. It is. Our kids are going to learn worry from us just by observing us. And one of the things that has really made a difference for me is those two words that are so dangerous in a mom's vocabulary, be careful. How many <sighs> times a day do we say, be careful, you know, wh- whether they're going out to drive in a car or whether they're going out to ride with their training wheels, whatever it is, pouring the milk, for goodness sake. How many times do we say, be careful? I have stopped saying, be careful, and I say to my kids, be brave. Be brave. You can do that. Instead of telling them, be cautious, be cautious. Yes, they know they need to be cautious, but they also need to know that they are going to need a little bit of courage to get through this life. 
because life is not, I'm not always going to be hovering over them to protect them. So I'm equipping them now at a young age to say, be brave, you know, be cautious, understand what you're doing, be smart, but be brave because you can do this, and I really believe in you. And that has made all the difference in my attitude toward my kids so that I'm no longer worrying so much as I'm just trusting God that he is going to equip them to do what's in front of them. Yeah. That's a big one for me, definitely. And you do have to lean on God in that situation, but I love the be brave mantra. I'm going to start saying, is it okay if I say be cautious and be brave? (laughs) (laughs) I confess I do that too. (laughs) Okay, okay. So why don't you give one more tip to the worry woman about how to get over some of this fear? Oh, the fear. You know, part of it is empowering our kids to make wise choices on their own. Worry mom thinks that she needs to make all the choices for her children so that she can avert any danger. But really, ultimately, what we're doing then is prohibiting them from knowing how to make those own choices because they're not always going to be under our roof. And so now is our opportunity to teach our kids to make great choices while we can still guide them through it. And for me, I have an illustration in the book about how my daughter wanted to pick a watermelon from the grocery store. And darn it, I am really particular about my fruit. And so that was hard for me. But I, but I thought, you know what, this time it's a watermelon. Next it's going to be where she wants to go to college or who she's going to marry. And so, for goodness sake, if I can tell her, sure, you go right ahead. I'm going to support your decision. I'm going to show you what does a good watermelon look like. And then I want you to pick one out of the crate, and we are all going to enjoy that as a family. And it, it builds her up. It makes her realize, oh, I can make my own choices. And then Worry Mom can sort of step aside a little bit because she is imparting some wisdom on her kids and giving them guidance on how to make wise decisions so that we don't always have to think we've got to make those decisions for our children. That's so big. Thank you, Becky. It's so big. Uh, You're a blessing. I hope I can have you back sometime. I love it. Uh, Becky Kopitsky. The Supermom Myth, Conquering the Dirty Villains of Motherhood. I know she can help you. I know this book can help you. Uh, and just go check out her blogs. If you don't have money for a book today, just go check out her blogs at BeckyKopitzke.com. K-A-P or K-O-P-I-T-Z-K-E. Thank you, Becky, for writing this book. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Thanks so much, Danny. You have a great day. All right. You too. Take care, dear. All right, we now have a chance for you to win some cool tickets for your family. It's opening day weekend in Denver for the faith-based film Yellow Day. It's got a blend of eye-popping animation and live action, and this movie does aim to reveal God's grace in a new way. I've seen a couple snippets of it. It's really a sweet movie. Just uh, you could, I would take younger kids, but you could probably take preteens and, and early teens as well. So go to Channel Mom at Gmail. Give us your name, email, and phone number. Channel Mom at Gmail, or tell us on Facebook.com you'd like those tickets. Channel Mom at Gmail. Give us your name, email, and phone number, and you can get a family four-pack of those tickets uh, for the next couple of weekends, and I hope that's a blessing to you. All right, in the meantime, go to ChannelMom.com. Remember, we are here for the mother. We're trying to change the media for moms to be pro-mom, pro-family, to help moms with encouragement and advice. Go to ChannelMom.com. Please help us if you can and click give. God bless you. Happy New Year. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. 
from the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.